Welcome to Gospel and Grit. We invite you to the front lines of the gospel where our Overland missionaries are pioneering to remote peoples. Our goal is to empower you to grab the gospel and get the grit to do whatever it takes to fulfill your calling in Christ. Welcome back to the Gospel and Grit podcast. Uh, Today we have Ben Wade with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Ben Wade is involved in our water projects. Uh, phenomenal. First rule of survival, <laughs> clean water. Because with clean water, you make coffee. Without coffee, you don't want to survive, exactly. right? Exactly. You're 100% correct. Ben just drove to my house across base in a standard truck holding a mug of coffee the entire <laughs> way. Priorities, right? Priorities. You know? Absolutely. So excited to have you talk about... Water projects. I've seen the influence of our water projects. Ben, what is water projects? Water projects is really a supporting um, role for the gospel. I mean, for here in Zambia, obviously, we're overly missions. We're all about the gospel first. And, you know, if we really are living out what we're saying, what the gospel is, it's the love of Christ. It should show in tangible means as well. And so if we're talking about the living water, um, it makes sense that we're actually helping people with uh, sustainable, clean water. Um, in the places we're ministering in, in Zambia. So for us right now, it means fixing boreholes. And, um, you know, it's really changing communities or um, where they really just grasp on to see, well, this is the full gospel, um, uh, full circle. You know, not we're doing the things we're actually preaching. Yeah. And that's a key here is we're actually preaching. Yeah, we're actually preaching. No, every, every borehole we uh, repair, I'm so happy to share about the living water because that's really, that's really my heart desire is that they, they see that, no, we're not just another NGO that are just going to fix something and leave. Like, no, we're, we're talking about Jesus. The reason that we're here is Jesus, the gospel. And, uh, and that's the whole idea is that this will impact uh, to further the gospel. Yeah, and empower people. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so we, we primarily love to focus on empowering people spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, but we, we're not negligent of their physical needs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we want to empower them physically. So what does that look like, empowering them or sustaining them? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, every well that is out there, it's going to break over time. And um you know, what we love to do, like uh, Webby is my Zambian right-hand man. I mean, without him, I couldn't do these wells, these rebel pairs. And so it's really cool. Like we show up into a village, we'll ask where the headman is, and we'll ask him like, hey, um, who's your mechanically inclined person? Who's the person that like, hey, we show how to do this, that um, they're going to be able, you know, maybe something small bricks, you know, in the future that we can that they know how to do this. But really, it's like the old additive where it's like you can give a man a fish, they can eat for a day, but if you <laughs> teach them how to fish, you know, they can feed themselves for a lifetime. So um, it's one of those things like, you know, like the white man, the makua, you know, as they were called here in Zambia, you know, we show up and we fix the well. But, if, man, if we're not actually like teaching them how to like fix their own problem, then we're not, we're not giving them any benefit in the future. We're actually causing a problem. They're not getting development on their own. We're just uh, – make it almost a, a more of a problem uh, where they don't understand how to fix their own borehole. So it's so cool to be able to like teach somebody while we're doing the process of fixing this borehole, like, hey, this is why we do this thing or that, and uh, really um, empower the community to be able to actually fix their borehole. So we're, we're providing relief, then we're like um, um, teaching them how to develop after that. So they're not uh, in the same predicament, you know, um, some years down the line. 
Absolutely. Back when I used to lead expeditions, you would come out with us sometimes and repair a borehole in the middle yeah. of us just flooding a new area with mm-hmm. the gospel. And I've always seen the effects, uh, the powerful effects of it. Can you give me, give me a couple of testimonies, brother, of what you've seen? Yeah, man, this year, um, it's been so good just to see God's hand. Um, you know, it's just one of those things I could plan the best as I, I uh, think I can as far as where, uh, we need to do our repairs. Cause the need is, is so it's huge, uh, honestly. And so we went to, uh, do actually a reconnaissance trip with our, um, for expeditions uh, early this April, and I brought some pipes out and stuff for another repair um, that was going to be probably an hour away. So I, I kind of staged these parts in one of our bases in Patoka and then drove 12 kilometers to do this reconnaissance trip in um, a Bonga village where we're going to do an expedition um, later in June. And so we get there uh, with our sector manager, Caristo, and we're talking to the headmaster of the school nearby. And we're just kind of getting the download. I'm like, okay, what's this village like, you know? And um, it's only, it was like 10 kilometers from a 100-year-old mission. And we're like, so you probably had a lot of missionaries here. And they're like, we've never had Westerners or missionaries here ever. We're like, what? This is crazy. And so tell us us what the village is like and, like, what's the water like? Where's the resources coming from? Like, well, we have two boreholes, um, but neither have worked in five years. And we're like, oh my goodness, wow. you know, this is crazy. It's probably one of the most, the poorest communities I've ever seen. Like the school was built 18 years ago. They've never had desks in the school. The students are sitting on the cement floor to learn. And we literally just hear this, um, the increase of hear this place. And we're like, man, this is incredible. Like we're, the Holy Spirit's just going to explode in this place. We just both feel like a quake happening. And, and it just so happened to be, we're like, okay, they don't have water here. We have, you know, all the tools and like the things that are needed to repair this place, um, these two boreholes, 12 kilometers away. So the next day we came back and we fixed um, uh, three boreholes actually with the parts that are needed for one. Awesome. <laughs> and literally, I kid you not, like uh, the community just jumped on board. So we fixed one, showed them how to fix the first one. And I was like, you know what? Um, let's, everything we taught you today, like, let's have you guys put into practice the second borehole. And sure enough, like they're asking questions where they didn't know how to do it. But I mean, they just took it and ran with it and they did the second borehole all by themselves with their tools and everything. And it was just so phenomenal to see how a community took what they learned and like reproduced it, uh, where they could fix their own borehole. And I kid you not, like a month later, I mean, the door was so open to us in that community because awesome. they just showed... Like, yes, we were there, um, you know, reconnaissance to share the gospel of this community. And fixing the, the boreholes in that community just opened such a big door. Not saying that um, the gospel isn't good enough, because it is. But I really just feel like it was um, the gospel being used as practical love to this community really opened the doors for us. And now Christ is having three Bible studies a week wow. in, this, in this village. Uh, so it's just so cool to see the impact of, you know, what water projects can do just to put a foot in the door to really show how much we do care for these people. So right now, there are those out there who aren't familiar with Zambia. Um, <laughs> it's a little dry. little dry, little dry, a lot dry. <laughs> a lot dry. This is, from what I understand, the worst drought in 65 years. They're saying, yeah, 65 years or so. Wow. Okay. So this year has been, um, it's been rather difficult because uh, the well requests have been just... Um, I mean, I, I'm getting two a day or, 
you know, last week I got 70 plus repair uh, requests. So this year people are just very desperate for water. And uh, I'm not speaking this over Zambia, but you know, there's just, you know, rumors and things like people are, are going to starve this year. And it's, it's a, it's a dire thing where people can't even get clean water or they're walking 50 kilometers, you know, to get river water and uh, they're begging to fix a borehole that's a bitter well. And you're just going, man, this is, it's crazy. So um, it's, it's interesting to see like how even uh, through difficulties, like something like this, I really just feel like God's shaking people to the core to come back to their first love, the first, their first hope, their source, which is Jesus Christ. And, you know, many, many times when there's an issue or problem, there's many opportunities that await, you know, for God to really do something new and refresh. And, um, it's just been interesting to see that opportunity, like, um, a Ponza, um, is a place that, um, uh, we went there and, uh, it was actually the parts that we're supposed to use for, uh, Mabanga village, the one I was just talking about. Um, and so I came back later, um, we repaired it and, the headman was asking me, the person that's in charge of the whole village was like, how did you know, um, the water in the river, uh, finished today? I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> and, uh, so it was just so cool to see the timing of God and the, just the time they needed it, you know, where they couldn't any, any longer get, you know, they're digging into the, the dry riverbed to get water, but even that finished. And the same day, unknowingly we came and fixed the borehole in that side of the community so they could get clean water. I think I'm like, man, God's hand is upon it. Um, even though people are going through such a severe drought, you know, as, as this year. So it's, it's so, so cool to see, even though, and despite what the world says, God still, uh, is moving. Yeah. So we feel the, the felt need of Zambia. Uh, so, it's not just, we don't want to just broadcast how needy people are, mm. right? That's not our, our, we always stand in hope. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the vision of our water project moving forward? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually really excited for this next year. Um, so we have a, uh, training center for farming God's way in Patoka. And I've been talking to Nate, who's really heading that up in Patoka. And I was like, Hey, can we, um, can we do another borehole? Uh, which is a water well for all Westerners under <laughs> um, property. So we could just train all our sector managers to basically learn what it is to fix um, a hand pump. And so that's what we're aiming for this coming year is to get the funds uh, to basically make a training center for in the Batoka um, center to teach all of our sector managers, all our indigenous Zambians, um, that are you know serving in the field how to actually fill fix the boreholes in their community so our aim is to get all these guys uh, repair kits and uh, just give them the knowledge to really be able to um, uh, fix boreholes in their area and so I'm just real excited because it's not just the white person coming out and doing it no it's the the local Zambian that's you know really um, proclaiming the gospel but also been able to um, you know to show I guess again uh, tangible, love, uh, practice the things that we are preaching in the field, you know, um, by fixing the boreholes in their area. And so in a way it's just reproducing, uh, water projects in all of our sectors, which is awesome. And, um, I'm just really praying that, uh, this is just going to open a lot more doors for us or maybe just one person, you know, can't go to all these places within a year. Missions, pioneering, very interesting when we start bringing in the idea of philanthropy of more of a helps physical need mm -hmm. mission. 
how do you relate or juxtapose or deal with the the the, the, <laughs> the 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 gray area between just fixing something versus the gospel yeah uh you know that's that's a constantly something on my mind is because you know we are in the sense you know there's a hand, handout mentality that you go and fix something you're, you're giving something and you know it's it's hard to draw a line between just like you know you're there to fix something and then talk about jesus and and you know what the beautiful thing is about water projects? There's so many um, correlations to the gospel through water projects. Mm-hmm. And I really love to uh, dive into that. You know, like all of us, you know, if um, all of us uh, that are Christians really understand, like, you know what? We have a, a problem deep inside of us. It's called sin. And we can't do, uh, can't fix that by ourselves. We have to come to Jesus Christ. and. Right. You know, all the, the wells I fix, you know, there's a problem deep inside. <laughs> Sometimes it's very deep. <laughs> very deep inside, you know, and um, something has to come up to, to fix that and change that. And so there's all these um, um, metaphors or similes, you know, that we can use uh, to cor- correlate the gospel. Or, you know, maybe they can't um, fix this because the price is so is so big. And so, again, this is the gospel. Like, we can't pay the price of our, our sin. You know, Jesus had to, to wash us, you know, of it or... We need to be rooted in our source, you know, like maybe the pipes didn't reach long enough, you know, like, well, we got to be rooted in our source, just like a strong tree is rooted in the source. And like Psalms 1-3 says, like, he who delights, um, meditates in the word, um, is like a tree planted by a stream, you know, uh, when the heat comes, it doesn't fear. And when it prospers um, in and out of season, its leaves are always green and whatever it does prospers. And so um, it's so easy to just to liken, like, you know, um, our heart to uh, be like a tree that is needs to be rooted in something very deep, you know, where you can draw from like a source, just like the the river water or the aquifer deep inside. So there's a lot of things we can correspond uh, the gospel to um, far as water projects, but it is a great area when you're, because essentially, you know, it's a handout, you know, if we're fixing something like this. And so we're very intentional, like I said earlier, to teach development, um, to these people because if we're only giving a handout 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 the people are like are always going to be depending on the outside westerner to fix something and the truth is you know these wells most of the time they're not drilled by overland missions you know they're drilled by the government or maybe an ngo in the 90s and they just um haven't kept tabs on it um and so we always say i'm like yeah you know what this is this is your community well this is not ours and so that's why we really want to get the people in that community involved because it's their water well and they should take responsibility for it because it's not overlands most of the time. Um, and so we uh, just really want to instruct people on how to develop themselves because that's really what's going to help them is when they take responsibility and ownership of something of their own. And, um, you know, we're preaching uh, that, like, you know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so a lot of times, you know, Water Projects is a foot into a door, maybe in the community that we weren't able to get into before, really just shows full circle what the gospel is, because gospel comes first. That's what's going to, the only thing that's going to change Africa is the gospel. Right. Yeah. Um, it's literally anything. Um, like Water Projects, like it's going to it's gonna break, you know, guaranteed it's going to be a, a cycle of, you know, constantly repairing. Um, but if, you un, if people get a hold of the gospel, they understand what it is to be, um, you know, born again Christian. You know, when they understand who they are, um, their identity, and they can grow with that. Man, they can't lose. And so, 
Um, that's really just our support is to um, just to put that gospel message home, um, which is really cool. Um, we know we we're just in Namuse yesterday, and um, it's a village, Masikatwani chiefdom. And many years ago, we had a, a, a guy in that side that was doing Bible studies for over a year. And he had about a dozen people coming to his Bible study, and they fixed the well, and it doubled his Bible study. Mm. And they were like, well, wh- why has so many people come all of a sudden? And he's like, well... Uh, we no longer think you're a Satanist because a Satanist wouldn't fix our will. <laughs> you know? And so it's just funny how, like, just a little thing like fixing a borehole or a water well um, in uh, the community will just, it really it showed, like, yeah, the things that he's been saying for over a year, you know, teaching the Bible on a weekly basis, you know, oh, it came full circle because we were actually tangibly showing the love of Christ in that area. Mm. That actually people were like, well, what you've been saying now, I really believe you because it came full circle. Not saying it has to be that, but it's cool that that could be something that did bolster a ministry. Love it. Love it. All right. So we, we, we talked vision. Vision. Yep. Now let's literally talk nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. Yep. All right. So a borehole. Um, what does that normally look like? So a borehole in a village, how many people use it? Like. Yeah. Um, so a hand pump, um, you know, typically about 300 people is the max that, you know, really get served or, or benefits from a borehole because basically a person needs about 20 liters a day um, to use water. I mean, they're, they're bathing, they're washing dishes, they're drinking, they're cooking. Um, so an average person needs 20 liters a day. And so if you look at the time in a day, like let's say they're pumping for 12 hours um, nonstop, you know, 20 liters per person, that's around 350, 300 people really benefit from a well. Maybe, you know, up to a thousand people might use it, you know, every other day because, but nuts and bolts, that's how much a borehole, like a hand pump can um, serve somebody. So you understand like if you have a 2000 people in your community, you, you pretty much need, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least five to so many hand pumps to actually serve that big of a crowd. But there's just, you know, there's lines for people. But um, nuts and bolts, you know, basically it's the, a clean um, uh, access to water because basically it's casing that's getting filtered to an aquifer. There's a plug from the groundwater to not contaminate the actual aquifer, a river underground. And so casing is basically... Um, this plastic pipe in the ground that's keeping uh, the ground from uh, caving in on itself. And there's little slits at the very bottom of this casing that allows the water to come in, but it's like gravel packed around it. And there's no access for the groundwater to basically drain into the aquifer. And so it's a closed system. So everything, um, nothing, no dirt or contaminants should get inside. And so you're actually having clean drinking water. Um, and we always run tests, you know, on the water when we're fixing or repairing or that it is clean water that we're leaving with the people that we're not contaminating in ourselves, that we're, um, we definitely, um, shock the well each time with, uh, with bleach and everything. But, um, yeah, for us, you know, we charge about a thousand dollars for donors, uh, to do a, a borehole repair. And, um, it's, you know, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but that's a pretty equal medium for us to keep doing, uh, uh, the repairs, um, here in Zambia. Yes. Just thinking about the alternatives, like if a community doesn't have a borehole, like how does it affect their life? Oh man. Yeah. So 
here in Zambia, like obviously people are just going to find water where they can find water. So a lot of the times that's the river. Yeah. And so this can cause a lot of issues. Um, this year in Sioma in our Western province, um, in the month, I think it was April. And I need to talk to Sean, who's our sector manager that side, but month of April, there's 29, uh, crocodile attacks. And I think about every other day, someone was dying from, you know, a crocodile, you know, so you're talking about, you know, Oh, unsafe drinking water from bacteria or disease. Um, but there's just a real thing that, Hey, crocodiles are ready to get you, you know, um, when you're drawing water and like, and I, you know, from a Western viewpoint, like to have your child, you know, killed by a crocodile. I mean, that's just crazy, you know? Um, uh, just because they don't have a borehole that side that they're walking to the river, you know, and then there's other places like, again, Molabezi, people um, are getting balarzia from the water, which is, in America, we call it schicosomiasis. I'm probably uh, badgering that <laughs> to no end, but basically they bleed from the urinary tract and it's very painful to their stomach. And it's something that's treated by two pills. It's not too hard. It's medicine that can actually get here in Zambia, but if they keep going back to this terrible source like the river, they're just going to keep getting it again and again. So Ooh. really like what uh, hand pump really does is a clean drinking water source that number one, it's safe from, you know, any like endangerment uh, of nature, like crocodiles or, you know, going to a water source that, you know, might have giardia or uh, balarzia. Um, people aren't getting sick from their drinking water or cholera is a big thing as well. So um, it really does benefit community health wise. It's adding, you know, years to the life. Um, they're not maybe walking, you know, like I said, um, uh, Masikatwani, they're walking 50 kilometers to a river cause, um, everything else is dried up in this drought. So, wow. I mean, you're just talking, it's putting kids in school. They're not having to walk all this distance, you know, they're, um, this really getting a benefit that something that we take for granted by just, you know, turning on a tap um, in your house right. so often. Awesome. So what's, what, what's your need? Needs. Oh, so the big vision for this coming year is, um, the training center just to get the funds to, to drill another borehole that side, um, get, uh, tools in people's hands. And then also just, um, uh, the funds for replacement parts. Um, so we can do well repairs. So if, by basically expanding the vision to have more people to be able to do hand pump repairs. That means there's just more access to more uh, broken hand pumps. You know, I have a list of over uh, 90, you know, right now. And I know I can only do um, maybe four more with the finances we have right now. So um, there's a big need out there in Zambia. Um, we like to do the repairs that we're where we are doing ministry, number one. But um, if we have extra um funds, uh, then we'll love to just serve the community and just preach the gospel and maybe see an open door there. So that's the need right now. Um, just, uh, just to see the vision of the, the training center to equip people to do water projects and, uh, proclaim the gospel where they're repairing hand pumps and also, uh, just, the the hand pump parts we need to, uh, do the fixing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if people wanted to learn more about water projects, um, I would be happy to communicate with them. And my email is ben at overlaymissions.com. If you would like to sponsor what we're doing here in Zambia, um, you can go to overlaymissions.com slash donate. And there's a water projects tab. You can donate there. Um, anything would be great to do 
one repair, we charge a thousand USD. Um, and that goes to, I don't benefit from any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have my own sponsorship for me to do the work. Um, but that's basically paying for the replacement costs, you know, uh, food for us to be in the field. Um, and then the gas to get there. Um, so yeah. Um, and then every person that donates, um, uh, we love to send in a report of, you know, what the effect has been for this people, you know, like, um, how many people get served from this pictures of the before, during and after the repair. And so you're really getting a feel like, of the people you're touching, um, uh, through a water project, uh, hand pump repair. Awesome. I love that it's connected the river of living water. Yeah. Yeah. With actual water <laughs> that we're not just, uh, I was in Cambodia this year and there was, I was in this village and there were bio sand filters in every home by a Christian organization and no one knew how to use them. No one, <laughs> no one had heard the name Jesus before. Yeah. You know, and no one knew how to use them either because they're kind of complicated. Uh, and so I just love that it's always connected back to the gospel. Seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness and all these things will be added Absolutely. to you. So good. Uh, and so just uh, loving people where they're at, living with them, feeling their felt need, and, and transforming their whole man. So mm-hmm. like the whole, the whole being yeah, restored. So good. Love it, dude. So if you're out there in podcast land, <laughs> just feel the call of God to, to partner in this ministry, truly a ministry. Uh, that'd be awesome. We'd yeah. appreciate it. And thank you, Ben. You're, yeah. You're phenomenal. You, JJ, you're awesome too. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gospel and Grit. All of us here at Overland Missions would like you to know that we believe in you, that there's a place for you in our organization. Your first step towards changing nations is to visit overlandmissions.com.